0: Today's Flying Talkers is brought to you by Kali Logistics. When it comes to keeping things moving, it's Kali, by golly. The global air cargo industry is a sunrise sector. You don't believe that, look out at the ramp. There are thousands of airplanes carrying nothing but air cargo these days where in past years it was in the belly or maybe it wasn't there at all. The volume of air cargo being moved Ever increasing, and airports are finding it difficult to keep pace with expansion in terms of infrastructure, workforce, and level of automation. An end-to-end web-based air freight software or an air cargo management system can assist cargo terminal operators to address these issues. At Kali Logistics Solutions, we understand these issues well and constantly strive to provide solutions that can address these problems, promising improvement and efficiency of the operation, as well as increasing bottom line results. Kali Logistics Solutions suite of air freight software solutions to address the challenges of air cargo stakeholders have stemmed from working alongside leading airports, including Atlanta, Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, and other locations around the world, gaining in-depth understanding of the challenges and opportunities that define the air cargo domain. Kali's flagship air cargo management system provides state-of-the-art technology for modernization and streamlining of air cargo operations that could assist all stakeholders in overcoming the challenges. It's Kali, by golly. Here's one not to be missed. You know the Atlanta International Forwarders and Brokers Association? Well, with members like Emotrans Sven Frigger and Kali Logistics Donna Mullins, she's at Kali, by golly, and several other fine, dedicated transportation people at Gateway Atlanta, lifting the industry does a lot more than just move cargo. Well, TSA and the Atlanta Club are hosting a cargo consortium event on October 18th all day in the Morrow Center, and the cost is a modest $100. So register to go tomorrow, today, for an all-day heads-up October 18th about what matters to your business. Tomorrow, by the way, is only 12 minutes travel time from Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. When you think about it, When was the last time you were offered an opportunity to tune in and learn and network all without the expense and travel time? So here it is. It's taking place on October 18th. There are going to be people there from the TSA, the DHS, Cybersecurity, FAA, you name it, they're going to get into it. Here's how you find out about it. You register at AIFBA.com. It's an outreach, sensitive security information, so read all about it. AIFBA.com and get to the TSA Cargo Consortium in conjunction with NCBFAA. Find folks to get with when it's time to get back to business and tell them Flying Talker Centre. That's TSA Cargo Consortium. The contact is AIFBA.com. You'll be glad you did. Hello Air Cargo fans, this is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Well, this is a bit of a special one. Can I tell you a story? The Garden City Hotel in Long Island, New York, has a distinctive cupola that was originally designed by Stanford White that sits atop the structure, and it's been a landmark hostelry in New York for over 125 years. Now why that matters to us, or should matter to us, is because this was the ground zero center of the global aviation universe, and just for a couple of days, in 1927. It's situated at the exact spot from where a young airmail pilot and soldier of fortune named Charles Lindbergh spent his last moments sleeping fitfully upstairs, resting his head on a pillow for a few hours. While downstairs, the press corps plugged in the rest of the world to the news that an attempt was about to take place for one man to fly, all by his lonesome, had never been done from New York to Paris, across the Atlantic Ocean, alone. Well, soon enough, the lone eagle, as Lindy was dug by one of those press writers emerged from his slumbers upstairs and took the short ride over to Roosevelt Field in the early morning mist. That flight changed the world, took off in a tiny monoplane heavy with fuel that caused it to barely skim over the treetops at the end of the runway. From that point, the world held its breath and followed that flight. The next evening, when Lindbergh landed at Les Bourget Field in France, outside of Paris, the Garden City Hotel had hosted the first flyer to cross the Atlantic. Today, that Garden City Hotel no longer looks like it did in 1927. It lost itself and its personality of that great design by Stanford White in a fire. But in its place, the Garden City Hotel in 2022, is a great, big, beautiful, modern hostelry. It radiates opulence and success with few traces of its glorious past, aside from the one that has mattered for about a hundred years. When you think about it, this is surely the best place to celebrate reaching a milestone with the greatest credentials tied to World Aviation. On October 1st, EMOTRAN's Global Logistics People celebrated the 50th anniversary of service to the United States. That's a big deal as well. In this place so hallowed to aviation, the spirit and finely crafted traditionalist hands of EMO US founder, the late Joachim Joe Frigger, was fondly remembered by Mr. Emo himself. You see, Eckhart Moltmann, who today is 84, traveled from Germany to celebrate 50 years of Emo Trans U.S. and to celebrate the company bringing that branded Emo Trans Global Logistics into a world power. You should know that Emo is an endearment attached to Eckert's name as a young man, EM. So they called him Emo. And they ended up using that name to brand the firm. Eckert said it's because it's easy to remember and pronounce. So the branding device for the company he created in Stuttgart in 1965 as a one man shop became the brand that went worldwide and hit the big time when Joe Frigger opened up the U.S. branch. So, to make sure that went down just about right in history, Emo this past Saturday night fondly recalled his friendship, and October 1st was a night for superlatives. In the meantime, Eckert said, You know, I never thought this company would get this big. It would end up in 2022 as a global power. But as I started to say, this night's celebration belonged to the visionary and inspirational leader of Emotrans, Joe Frigger. His loss keenly felt in an outpouring of affection by those who knew him well. Today, there's no doubt where the heart of Emotrans beats. Emotrans World Headquarters, the seat of the global enterprise is located just down the street from the Garden City Hotel right nearby. Mr. it can be said without hesitation is the person that put it all together in the U.S. a half a century ago. I believe Joe never spent a minute wondering what was the best thing to do. Joe knew what to do and he knew he would win if he built a great team and he emphasized quality without concessions. He never put himself out there for the credit either. When Emotrans celebrated 50 years of its startup in Germany a couple of years back, Joe stood there and respectfully honored all of the people that started that company. Even though Emotrans USA at that point was clearly in charge of all the branches of Emotrans. He avoided putting the spotlight on himself, Joe did, because he always knew the glory would come. He always figured, what well, do I need to have direct personal attention on myself? He did the smart thing of creating a true success that built strength upon strength with a team that today knows its ticket was punched to succeed even without him. Witness Emotrans Worldwide 2022 delivering a solid success now from Asia to Europe and the Americas, led by the Frigger family, including Chairwoman Karin Frigger, with key positions occupied by Next Generation, son Sven and daughter Jenny Frigger, and Joe's hand-picked leader Marco Rohrer, who serves as President and CEO. Marco has led the charge into building the Emo brand in China and overseas, and the program everywhere else. Today, as a new era continues to unfold, safe to say this company, born on a wing and a prayer, as compared to some others, continues to move unstoppably toward an even brighter future ahead. Well, in a moment, we'll go to the one-on-one interviews with Joe by our team during the years we had the pleasure of being with him. If this feels a bit like Joe, who died April 19th, 2021, is still with us, it's probably because in very, very many ways he still is. Soon will not get over the outpouring of affection that room full of people in the Garden City Hotel. Tell you a little bit more about Joe Figure right after this. Once again, welcome to a special Flying Talkers. We're glad you're here. We have a great story to tell you. Stay tuned. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at Pay Cargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, Pay Cargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business, assured that the PayCargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the PayCargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. Pay Cargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, Click and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how Pay Cargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. The vocational course to the airline industry is arrow-straight for the educationally dedicated and the community of popular enthusiasts. For others, even for those who have achieved high-level office, and in the present context air cargo, it's a winding, accidental route. For Joachim Frigger, who's been more than a half century in the world of air shipping, and distinguished himself every step of the way. It was purely coincidental. The coincidence turned out to have a life of its own. It proved that in Frigger's specific case and ultimate record, that Disraeli's observation that life has a value only when it has an objective. It was a perfect fit for EmoTran's chief executive. The President's time for celebration at Emo, a birthday cake, a cake with 50 glowing candles to mark an ascent from a modest facility near Frankfurt's Rhine main Airport to an impressive base close to New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport. The years in between have been a hearty adventure in the complexity of rampant competition, customer demands and targeted yields, but Frigger's close personal attention to management and detail. Deep concern about customer satisfaction on a global scale and a spirited participant in industry affairs have been a colorful, if ardent, but carefully directed, substantial industry status. Over the decades, Emotrans has been built into a freight forwarding firm that offers a complete range of global shipping services, standard or individualized. They extend to warehousing distribution, the company's market share is equally divided between air and ocean. So we would ask Joe to comment on how he found cargo handling conditions at the airport, and he was never afraid to stand up and be counted. His instant response, spoken flatly, and with obvious emphasis, was that, quote, many airports need substantial improvements, end quote, last time I spoke to him. Without identifying the airports under criticism, he underscored the vital importance of quick availability of freight arrivals. There had been instances where customs clearance procedures were not in full step with jet flight. He also took aim at procedure applicable to pick-up and delivery motor vehicles. In regard to the latter, he remarked on his utter frustration watching long lines of trucks waiting to pick up their loads. Returning to a more conversational tone, and he was always, I should say, 99% with a conversational tone, the Emo chief noted the disparity of cargo handling standards at airports both here and abroad. The number of airports around the world that Frigger has come to know are virtually countless. He knew an awful lot of them. I asked him once how to estimate how many air miles he logged in his career and he cheerfully stated, quote, enough to be a lifetime member of many airline frequency flyer programs, end quote. At any rate, asked which airports he considered the world's best from a cargo service standpoint. His choices were Frankfurt Airport and Singapore's Changi Airport. Joe is a native of Opladen, Germany. His high school education was broadened at a school of business, leading to an apprenticeship program in Cologne. He joined Haniel in that city in 1958. Four years later, he began a decade-long association with Dugro, which brought him from Cologne and Dusseldorf to New York. It was here where Mr. Frigger took over the presidency of Emo Trans, an international freight forwarding operation, as we all well know, with a market share, as we said, divided half to half between air and ocean. Mary Takarin, who also worked in the early New York Emo organization, and with a son and daughter that we mentioned before today, serve in key Emo positions, the Frigger identity has been extended to a second generation. Jen is Vice President Sales and Marketing, and Sven is Vice President Compliance. As the old saying goes, like father, like son, and daughter. With the long, often bumpy relations between airlines and foreigners in the back of his mind, Joe Frigger presented his interpretation of the current state, the last time I spoke to him, of their relationship. He spoke about cargo network services, especially close to Joe, supported that organization in US, worked with Tony Calabrese and some others there. He said that it was under the capable leadership of CNS that we had a fairly open dialogue between airlines and forwarders, but now that CNS is totally dominated by IATA, Joe said, the constructive exchange is basically gone. IATA, obviously prefers this rather than expanding the CNS model to other countries i see that as a lost opportunity for the entire industry of course changes in the air for all of the business of airborne shipping to what extent has the nature of air freight forwarding undergone change i asked joe Tremendous, he declared, his voice rising. Vast changes in terms of electronic tools. The system of e-freight is utilized to an important extent. Competition between forwarder and integrator is fierce. However, the integrator will never be able to provide the specialized service of an air freight forwarder, Joe Frigger said. Apart from what I've said previously, there's been very little change in fundamental needs for customer service and relations. That's a direct quote. We asked him whether the availability of wide-body cargo bellies reduced the need for all-cargo lift, and his reply was a simple, no. Customer complaints? Perish the thought. Perish the absolute serenity. If you think that might ever come to something. Customers? Joe Frigger said, voiced several levels of upset at the alleged result. lack of transparency in the airlines a standard question that i love to ask joe was whether price or service is the prime concern of the air shipper joe would always look at me and laugh and say both preferring to leave that alone top guy made short work of a question seeking his opinion of the current international air freight rates now we're talking about 10 years ago, on this comment. And I wonder what's changed. Joe said, Complex and confusing. Confined to the freight forwarding sector of the air transportation business, does a position in management, sales, traffic, operations, etc. does the employee's responsibility in all the complex related activities convey the knowledge of a person deep in an authentic profession, or is it simply a better job? At that level, Mr. Frigger said, the task requires a professional, and individual loaded with expertise to handle the challenge, and with enthusiasm, I might add, smiling. So I often would wonder how far has Emotrans gone to comply with cargo security regulations, and how did you do it? Joe swiftly conveyed an impression of high-priority imperative speaking in measured tones he stated we have our own screening stations and work very closely with TSA to secure all cargo we handle cargo security he added is an obligation we embrace attuned to the conviction that the air cargo business is a people business Joe leans heavily on personal customer contact underscoring reliance on human ingenuity to cope with problems that seemingly endlessly arise in both cargo modes, distribution, warehousing, and all international transportation needs. Ah, that Joe Fringer. Quote, open dialogue will improve mutual understanding and appreciation of each problem as being unique. It applies to dealing with the airline. It applies to dealing with a customer. It's what has worked for Emotrans over the years. Direct quote, by physical attitude, expressive gesture and word, Joe Frigger asserted the centrality of customer satisfaction. Here's the quote, in line with the old but still worthy concept that cooperation is the basis of success, Emo Trans has found that often the effort to meet customers' special requirements will translate into a zone of creative muscle. It inevitably leads to greater efficiency in customer service and satisfaction. As corporate mottos go, I think we cling to our own, success is performance. Well, I remember Joe, and that was indeed Joe Frigger in Body and Soul. Industry experience in post-deregulation years has produced a number of air freight forwarding executives who have claimed being pinched by the total absence of regulations. No, they're not supposed to put themselves against deregulation, but they wish the Civil Aeronautics Board, CAB, before it was dissolved in 1978, had left behind a regulation or two to keep the industry a bit more orderly. So I said to Joe, I said, you believe in that? He said, no, not at all. Well that was Joe being Joe, and more power to him every step of the way. Readers familiar with our series of interviews are aware that the subject we always like to ask as well is to identify people who have exerted an impact on careers. In an uncommon response to that demand, Joe Frigger instantly said, my parents, my parents indeed. Having succeeded. In getting this tribute on the record, he named Gustav Groskopf, his mentor during his years in Cologne and Dusseldorf. Then Mr. Frigger gave the question a little more consideration and added, many of my dear and treasured friends all around the world. Greatest influence. Virtually every air cargo employee has at least one story to relate about exciting or unusual events. Joe Frigger was no exception, but he chose to divide his four examples into operations and corporate-related markers, chasing lost air freight in Turkey in 1964, supplying Red Cross aid to Palestinian refugees in Jordan in 1968, and Emotrans opening in New York and developing the firm into an authentic global organization. A request to share a suspicion of a possible lurking market or industry danger in the foreseeable future produced only a tongue-in-cheek answer and that was Joe. I think it will have a possible lurking market danger, but only when airplanes stop flying. That's another direct quote. On the topic of air cargo industry changes, Joe Frigger was brought to full voice. The basic responsibility, he said, for the industry is for the freight forwarder to move from manufacturer to consumer by utilizing carriers, warehouses, and customs facilities. What changes? In that regard, the responsibility of the freight forwarder has not changed much, not even the speed of the carriers. Airplanes and ships don't move much faster than they did 40 years ago, 50 years ago. What has changed is the speed of communication and customer demand for total transparency of the location of the cargo at each step of the logistics change. What also has changed is the strong demand of customers for environmental sustainability. While this has been mastered by some of the service providers involved, there's still a lot of room for improvement. That's another direct With Emotrans USA celebrating 50, you wonder who did Joe give credit to, and it was always to quote to the loyal and hard work of our employees, end quote. For the existence of a global organization, Joe being Joe is most fondly remembered, continuing on to say... I found that looking back, however, is less beneficial planning forward. End quote. That was Joe, brothers and sisters. And I don't think we said the last words because when you know somebody for, well, actually, I knew Joe when he was, I guess, first in the office in 1972. That indeed was Joe Frigger. I first met Joe in the Airport Times building on Rockaway Boulevard at JFK International Airport. He's sitting in a little tiny office and the other end of the hall, I was sitting in a little tiny office publishing the airport newspaper, working with Jim Cahill and some people from uh, a security company called IBI that owned the paper at the time. They'd given up on it, so I had taken it on myself and. This was the predecessor of Air Cargo News, and there was Joe in his office working like crazy all the time. It's interesting to think about that time in '72. We used to walk up this long set of stairs to go up into the into our offices together, and we had a rather uh, a rather interesting uh, landlord. Uh, just sort of a character of a landlord. And we'd see each other when he would be talking to us about something else that didn't work in the building. And we'd look at each other and smile. We really didn't know each other. Just the other day, I was talking to the uh, to Mr. Eckert Moltman about uh, that particular location as it was opening up his Emotran's first office. And Eckert remembered a doorway that had a sign on it in 1972 that said Federal Express. And nobody ever seemed to be in that office, but that office was right there. Well, there were several offices off airport in that Springfield Boulevard area off of Rockaway Boulevard that had a lot of mixed use, it had commercial and, uh, and uh, residential people living there. Flying Tigers had a big operation off airport. Julie Cooper-Smith had the container company off of the airport doing different things and building things for shipments of things. But it was so interesting that Eckert remembered that doorway with that FedEx there. And I thought to myself, I'll bet you nobody else, unless, of course, I have to ask Karen about that, but I, I don't know whether she saw that or not, or even registered that. I wouldn't have been surprised if she didn't because nobody ever seemed to be in the FedEx office, absolutely, positively. So maybe this isn't the last words, because we were good friends for a half a century. and We wrote stories and we did things together and we ran down this adventuresome highway of air cargo together. He was my dear friend, Joe Frigger, and I loved him very, very much. Sorry to see him gone, but he left us a great legacy and wonderful memories that I wanted to share with you as I thank you for your time this time. Until next time. I'll continue to wonder every once in a while in the middle of something, where have you gone, Joe? This is Jeffrey Arendt.